Welcome to the God 25 Spectacular, where Jesse wasn't ready. This is mental. I've never seen a video. Like, sorry to the listeners, but uh, we're on YouTube live. Go back and watch it if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever. Like, we just had a proper intro, intro video. You've had no time. Like, you've had yeah. or plenty of time, I should say, like on your hands, obviously. What have you been doing with your life? Nothing, obviously, <laughs> if you're doing that. Two months of uh, no podcasting allows me to create videos and art and beauty. It has actually been two months, hasn't it? That's embarrassing. Longest time ever. But uh, I feel like we've come back with a bang. We it's your both... fault. It is my fault. Thank you for <laughs> allowing the listeners into my life. So, Matt, so initially... Um, the reason... breakdown. Yeah. He did have a bit of a breakdown. But prior to that, he had a sore throat, which actually started all this. And so he was like, oh, I've got a sore throat. I was like, okay, fair enough. And then you sent me a picture, unrelated, which, yeah, nice. You've got a literal sore throat at the moment. Uh, we'll talk about our makeup in a sec. But you sent me a picture of um, you, unrelated to you, but straight after you told me you were real, you'd found an app that makes you bold. So you sent me a picture of yourself <laughs> bold, and you were like, oh, this is what I look. And I first saw it on my phone. I was like, holy shit, I only thought you had a sore throat. This is more serious <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> You're going to come visit me in hospital rooms. Yeah, it was badly timed. I must admit it was badly timed. <laughs> but I always thought I'd look quite terrible, bold. Now I'm not so opposed to the idea. Very round. It's all very right. Round very head. round. Very round. Like a um, perfect little soccer ball. I wanted to kick it. Kick it. So as you can guess, listeners, you can't because you, uh, you like your audio. But if you go back and watch the video, me and Jesse are all dressed up for the spooks. Some of us. All the others. <laughs> <laughs> well look this is so not me to do this stuff i love halloween i love the imagery of halloween and the festivities i don't like getting involved with it i just like watching it from a distance on the part. but yeah but um i've but you said that sainsbury's have some nice well not sponsored by sainsbury's by the way this is gonna say, sainsbury's <laughs> have some excellent stuff um have some good face paint of that so i was like, all right so i skated down there earlier found some nice little stuff so i i did this white paint on my face literally just line after line after line because it's literally crayons and then um did the eyes and the nose and the mouth i was like yeah okay i look like a kind of skull this is happy days turn on the webcam to start this with you and i've got cruella Deville sitting in front of me <laughs> It's like your, uh, what's his name from um, the League of Gentlemen? Hello, Dave. You're that close. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sort of deliberately badly done. I, sh- oh, I shouldn't. No, you can't do that anymore, can you? That Because the other way round is sort of blacking up, even though that's not the idea of Papa Lazarou from League of Gentlemen. It's like anti-minstrel was the idea. But I was nervous, um, I must admit. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. You're glad. You're lucky I didn't think of it, actually, because I would have done it. <laughs> In a heartbeat. It would be like, hey, welcome back to Gotham. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, immediately shut down. <laughs> Cancel culture! Uh, Chromie's here. I blame Max, too. What for? Like, why are you guys ganging up on me? Jesus Christ. Well, because it, because every time you message me saying, where's the podcast? I just said, ah, oh, it's Max's fault. He did it. Damn him. So on today's episode, we're talking about monsters. Which, um... Oh, this is really wet. This blood. It's gross. It is. Yeah, it looks. It looks horrible. It's going to stain your t-shirt. That's a nice t-shirt as well that you're going to be wearing. No, it's not nice. So, in typical Got to Five fashion, we're not going to do your monsters like your Jasons and your Jesse's eyebrows. You know the proper monsters of the world. We're going to delve in a little bit deeper. We're looking at films, TV shows, video games, and me being a good person, I picked one from each of those categories, Jesse. Nice. I haven't. Um, I've picked. I don't what have I done? 
And, oh, I'm a rebel. I'm a little skull face. Um, I've picked um, a TV show, film, and film, but film from a TV show. Oh. So it's sort of, you know, yeah. So it works. It works. Um, this paint have... tastes funny. <laughs> <laughs> you as a Halloween person, like you, you said you enjoy observing it, but you never get into the spirit. You, horror movies aren't really your jam. Uh, I like I like some horror, but I like tongue in cheek horror films that are actually trying to be scary. Just like I watch it thinking that's a bit pathetic. But mm. horror, but horror films with their tongue firmly in their cheek, I love. Like that's my favorite thing. So I, um, so like, um, Drag Me to Hell is the example I always use, which you showed me years ago. Greatest which is, it really is. It's brilliant. It's so silly. And you could so easily watch that thinking it's trying to be a serious horror film, right? But the second you realise where where its humour's at, it's brilliant. That's my favourite type of horror. Within the first five minutes, there's an old Russian lady who breathes a curse on a button. And that, that's the moment you know what kind of film you're in. And then there's a tap-dancing goat. There is a tap-dancing goat. Up there yeah. for me. It's brilliant. I just love and shitty horror films like Santa's Slay and stuff like that. Yeah. I love Santa Slay, uh, for our wrestling audience who might still be listening, is a Bill Goldberg movie where he plays a murderous Santa. And he does. murders from the get-go. And he met his wife on that film. Really? She was she was one of the strippers. <laughs> uh, but no, she's not a stripper in real life, she's a stunt woman. But she was hired as a stripper in the film to be a stunt woman who gets Bill killed by Goldberg Santa. Bill Goldberg need. He keeps yeah. introducing her. Yes, my wife, she's a stripper. Bill, I'm a stuntman. <laughs> stunt stripper. Is that who gave birth to the weird little chubby kid? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Steve is asking what the fuck is going on. Steve, we've been dead for two months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How would you look if you'd been dead for two months, Steve? A lot worse than this. Can you imagine Steve decomposed? Oh. Oh. He's bad enough now. (laughs) (laughs) We got a little, uh, Steve, if you hang around for the top five intro, I've got a little treat for you. So we'll uh, wait and see what's going on there. But uh, Jesse, walk me through your decor behind you, your haunted decor. I'm enjoying um, it very much. You know what? Like this is so. This is my life. I haven't made any effort to anything. This is actually what this room looks like all the time. So I've got um, my three skull zero skateboard on the wall um, with blood coming down it, which is one of my favourite skateboards. In fact, I have the same skateboard tattooed on my arm just there. That's nice, isn't it? Um, and I've got. Um, it's weird because I keep moving to show people, but it's mirrored when I'm looking <laughs> at myself. So I keep just getting in the way of it. Um, we got Krusty the Clown from Treehouse of Horror sitting on the um, radiator. He makes proper noise, um, and that's about it. For, that's about it. You've got your, your wrestling monsters on on the other side of the wall. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The monsters you can see them, can't you? Here wrestling monsters. Mm-hmm. I know. So I've got a Grin Reaper on my t-shirt. Oh, that's ha- what it says. Yeah, Grin Reaper because yeah, he's a happy. He's a happy little fellow. A happy little taking lives with a smile. That's what we want. That's what we want. Shall we? Uh, do you want to delve into the spoops? Do you have anything to share in your life that people might not be aware of? Is there any show that you're going to be on soon? Maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you. I forgot about that. Um, so, uh, if anyone has heard of a BBC show called Pointless, um, I'm on it on 28th of October, Wednesday. I think that is. It's Wednesday after next, five uh, fifteen in the afternoon. It's on telly. Uh, me and my dad did it. So go and watch that. It'll be fun. I'm sure we'll... We don't have a podcast before then, do we? If we're doing it fortnightly. So, we probably um, yeah. should start doing them weekly to, to catch up and... Make up, yeah, maybe. 
All right, well, well we might do that. But yeah, we'll go and watch Pointless. Yeah, go and watch Pointless. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Problem old. Great. Uh, should we delve into the top five then? Let's do it. Unless you've got anything to say. No, my life's a wreck. Lovely. I happen to love the number five. That's amazing! Why have you put all this up? You should have breakdowns more often because you get really productive when you're lonely and sad. Be lonely <laughs> and sad more. When your life's falling apart, that's when you do your best work. That's uh, Yeah, it's brilliant. That clip at the end of us sitting on the same sofa together. Do you remember that? Do you remember being yeah. in the same room? <laughs> what a luxury that was. I miss those days, yeah. And then we went out. We went to a lovely uh, food festival. It was great. Was that that weekend, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. We, we We sent everyone off and then you and me just sat in the living room and, and talked. <laughs> and a nice cameo from Steve. That was lovely. And a nice, terrifying cameo from Steve. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, yes, he did. I feel so special. <laughs> he is special and another comment your jesse your commitment is amazing thank you stranger it's crummy again oh thanks crummy he's very involved in the situation that's good um yeah, yeah i i did i worked hard on this as you can tell <laughs> i feel like i'm like if we were to die at a yeah. certain point of the body dying i look more dead than you because you're you're stylized and dead people don't stylize themselves they just break down (laughs) i hate that i this is probably the best i've looked on this show yeah i would agree it's certainly the best your hair's looked (laughs) (laughs) oh this is natural this is this this is is the two months this is always i know who you look like do you remember a cartoon in the 90s called um freakazoid yes and he had like like freakazoid i do yeah yeah yeah. oh man amazing all right on actual halloween i'm gonna lean into freakazoid he was basically ADHD superhero, wasn't he? Like, that was his whole thing. Yeah, because and it was just white face. He had just had a mask, didn't he? And then this hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, there you go. You're freakazoid. Cool. Like, that's a good Halloween costume. Buy the mask and um, some skin-tight stuff. Mm. And off you go. Mm. Yeah. Dead or also, when Marv from Home Alone, and he gets kicked in the stuff, and then he electrocutes himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Post-electrocution Marv. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that as well. Right. We're talking about monsters, people. Scary stuff. Uh, I actually struggled with this because I started thinking about it and I thought, I don't actually know that many monsters. And then I thought about it a bit more and I thought, no, actually, there's loads. You just don't think of them straight away. No, no. And it's difficult not to just go into the typical horror monsters because that'd be a very easy list, but this is the new era of Halloween, of this is what you should really be scared of. And Jesse's kicking us off this week with his number five choice, and that is... The Gentleman um, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I struggled a lot with um, thinking of this. Um, Anyone who has seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer will know that um, every season, there's kind of a big bad. Like, there's a bad guy... specifically for each season that is through the whole thing but there's loads of mini villains throughout as well like Smallville do it as well there's loads of American shows do it like you've just got 
sort of quick fire baddies. And this is a quick fire baddie. This is one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think season four, um, not hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure it's season four. And um, it's they're just terrifying. Um, but oh, first I was going to say honorable mention. I nearly went for the master, who's the bad guy in the first season of Buffy. Yeah. Um, I really like him because he's like the master of all the vampires, and he looks like um, a mole rat. You know, like the naked <laughs> mole rats with the teeth. Mm-hmm. Kim Possible's mascot. Like yeah. he looks like that. Um, which I find kind of adorable. And also he has big Grinch energy. Jim Carrey in the Grinch could be the master in the first season of Buffy. He's got the same sort of hate, 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 loathe entirely. <laughs> that sort of you know, <laughs> you could see the master doing that. But I went for the gentleman because they are by far and away the creepiest monsters in any of Buffy. They mm. are um, bold white face chaps in suits and completely silent. The whole episode is mimed, in fact, because what they do, their only weakness is screams, like women screaming specifically, but any human voice hurts them. Um, so what the first thing they do, they come to a town like Sunnydale and um, first thing they do, they take away everyone's voices and put all the voices in a box and keep that safe. So the whole town can't speak miming. And then they proceed to, it's quite abstract. So they've done that. And then they proceed to um, go and um, do, what are they called? What's it called when you open up someone's chest? Like uh, um, autopsy. Uh, Yeah. So they basically do autopsies on live people to take their hearts because they eat hearts. That's all they eat. So, and these people can't scream, so no one knows it's happening. So they just they're just floating around, these creepy, and they're sort of just smiling and wide-eyed all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like they don't speak because like they're all silent. But if they did, they would sound like this, wouldn't they? And, and so yeah, exactly. So they're just floating around, taking these hearts, pretty graphic. And the things to do their bidding are these little sort of imp creatures in straight jackets. Do you remember them? They're yeah. just sort of running around in front of them. And they're the ones that do all the grabbing and stuff and cutting the hearts out. And these gentlemen are just happily taking them. And the way they just sort of nod and smile at each other. Can you imagine being an actress or an actor on... I don't know why I went for actress before actor. That was weird. <laughs> um, can you imagine being an actor working on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then you have to like sit with those guys in catering and stuff like that. <laughs> on their black breeze. Yeah, exactly. Just sitting in front of you, just like, eating their sort of food. They, they just got the most terrified faces. If you don't know what they look like, if, if people listening haven't said Buffy, just Google Buffy the Gentleman. They're amazing. I find monsters who can um, wear suits that much more terrifying. I don't know what right. makes it that much more terrifying. But... Yeah, Mon- monsters with a dapper quality equals more sinister. Yeah, without a doubt. Just trying to say, uh, let me see if I can pull up a picture, shall I? Oh, that'd be good. Oh, we've just zoomed out on the Oh, we did just zoom out. Mm. <clears throat> Let's uh, see if we can share that. Wow, you're clever. You could do... Oh, there they are. It's... Yeah, oh, there's the gentleman. They are horrible, but look at their lovely smiles. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, good teeth work as well. Yeah, right? It's and... sort of... So when I first saw them, I was creeped out, but because I've like watched that episode so much now, I sort of love them a bit. You know, when you sort of get sort of comfortable with things, and now I look at them and go, aww, <laughs> they're quite nice, really. <laughs> 
you'd be quite happy with them in catering and doing stuff. But you, I, I kind of forgot about the gentleman until we were doing research for this episode. Because as you say, it's just like a one and done kind of thing. But if you Google terrifying monsters in TV shows, pretty much every single list has them in it. <laughs> Good. That's awesome. That's bad, isn't it? When you think the amount of stuff that was in Buffy and the proper baddies that were in like 20 plus episodes a season and it was just this one episode had that effect on people. Yeah, and just really messed people up. Kind mm. of like, do I like assumed out or do I like assumed in? Uh, it's, it's up to you, mate, but you better choose because you're probably making everyone carsick. <laughs> let's go zoomed out. Let's, uh, let's mix it up. Excellent, uh-huh. excellent start, Jesse. Uh, the gentlemen are terrifying. They are completely terrifying. Okay. Uh, mine, I'm going to start with the video game style of things. So for me... I don't know. I don't know any of your three, do I? You don't. It's going to be a surprise. Uh, mine are the Flood from Halo. First introduced in the first uh, Halo game. Were you much of a Halo player, my dear? Uh, I can't say I was. I bought an Xbox. Um, Xbox 360, in fact, is the only Xbox console I've ever owned. Bought that because it came out. Do you remember? It came out like a couple of months before the PS3. Yeah. So they sort of jumped on um, the sales that way. So I bought one because I just wanted a new console. And I got the Red Ring of Doom, mate. And when oh. you get that Red Ring of Doom, that's it. Sorry, Xbox. I'm never, never trusting you with nothing again. So I've never had an Xbox since and always been a PS, name the number, loyalist. PS boy. So the Flood are this kind of parasitic creature that can host on, catch on to any living organisms. So basically zombies. But they're, they're kind of like fungus. Um, right. The concept of fungus grosses me out because I'm not a mushroom person. Like all the things, <laughs> all the things in my list genuinely scare me in real life, so that's why they're in there. You mean mushrooms? So because you don't eat mushrooms, the food, like because yeah. you, you don't have mushrooms on your pizza, you're disgusted by all fungi. Disgusted. Absolutely okay. But look at them. Look at them. They're horrible. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're a bit um, odd. World, a Abe's Odyssey, sort of the sort of thing you'd see in that. Yeah, so you're going around on these missions and you're shooting stuff up and you go into this uh, abandoned ship and you've got to go underground and it's all dusty and you can't see shit and then you've got these things screaming in the dark running at you. When I was a young boy, and probably now... took me into city! <laughs> we had to go in the MCR in there at least once. Uh, absolutely terrified me. And I remember playing with Kevin and I had to be like all brave and a big, brave, strong boy, but I was... <laughs> Was scared. Look at his little mouth and the big one. It is little, little sucker. Oh mouth. yeah, little yeah, little sucky sucky. It's sucky, yeah, sucky horrible. Indeed. So um, they, so they, were they were, are they yeah. like a final boss? No, they they were just kind of a. It just came randomly in the middle of the game. So oh, you okay. just kind of oh, we found this abandoned ship. We've got to go check it out. And you go, and then it's all got mushrooms everywhere. Tesco's home. Just everywhere just spores and then uh, i never i never knew you didn't like mushrooms they don't even taste to nothing they d- see this is my thing with mushrooms okay we, we've diverged from the narrative and now we're talking about mushrooms the problem with mushrooms is the texture they're rubbery they're they're it's a slippery they're, <laughs> they're rub- rubbery rubbery and slippery and i hate them so <laughs> gross. But, uh, what about so what about magic mushrooms you never enjoyed them as a younger man <laughs> Well, that's a separate story, Jesse. That's allowed <laughs> powers to be majestic. You're put, you're put, up, you're put up with the rubber in this. <laughs> Take me to my happy land. When I first went to Guildford, um, staying in the YOCA, I made friends with a guy called Sam, who was like the most stereotypical sort of hippie that you could ever meet in your life. Like, sort of close your eyes, imagine 
a smelly hippie, you would see Sam, right? He's like, this is the hippie. And every Saturday, he would drag me out to go magic mushroom picking um, all around the countryside of Guildford. That's romantic. I know. And he was like older as well. Like he was about 10 years older than me. So I was 18 and he was nearly 30. And it was just looking back, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Just him just grabbing this 18 year old to come and help just basically hold a bag while he's going through cow dung to find these bits of mushroom. <laughs> and we'll be enjoying these later. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think he ever gave any to me. I just sort of helped him. And then he'd like buy me a six inch sub or something. <laughs> then I'd just be what on my way. You are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just wanted har- to make friends. He's going to harvest these drugs for you and um, yeah, not get any. In a big city. Wow. This is why we should never have let you out of the countryside. No, I know. Well, I'm back now and I'm safe. No one abuses me for drugs. <laughs> not a drug mule anymore, mummy. I promise. Not anymore. Good, I'm happy. Oh, but, yeah, uh, shit, mate. She listens to this, isn't she? I never did my I never did mushrooms. We forget this every single episode. The parents tune in and then we get the phone calls on the Sunday being like, so Yeah. <laughs> Word of advice to anyone, just don't don't do a podcast that involves uh, any personal information of your life going out. It's all, all no. I can say. It's all I can say. But the, a friend uh, a friend of mine, sorry, sorry, just before you move on, a friend of mine did a podcast recently where um he mentioned that so he'd done this um spiritual getaway um for a week where right. like everyone goes to this sort of getaway and they all meditate together and all this and you're supposed Maybe to be one. Sure. Yeah. He only did two days and um then decided it wasn't for him. So he left. But He's had a week off, right? He had a week booked off from work. He has a wife and kids, and he was quite enjoying being away for a week. So he just like put himself up in a travel lodge for the next few days and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and this is like this is like two years ago he did this. And then he was on a podcast recently and just told it like we are now as a funny story that that's what he did. And all of a sudden he's getting because he lied to everyone he knows that he did this spiritual getaway for a week and like had this amazing time. Like his wife, his children, his parents, all of his friends, they all thought he'd done this getaway. And he just mentioned on this podcast, told this funny story, and two years later everyone's uh, really yeah. upset with him. <laughs> the, the stories backfire, people. There's 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 no statute of limitations on stories. So uh exactly. keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself. But the, the flood as well, though, they've got like little leech ones that will jump onto you and like suck blood as you're kind of running and trying to shoot ones. And then there's ones that you shoot and they explode and then more little ones come out. And then there's these really like zombie ones. that, And you got to like kill them with a shotgun. And it's just stressful, Jesse. And, and me as a gamer, I'm not into this to be stressed. <laughs> I wondered what you were going to say then. Um... I'm just not into that kind of energy. And... I, I thought I was brave, right? So I've got a VR <laughs> I thought I was brave, right? <laughs> uh, you, you've, you've seen my PSVR, you've played it and stuff. So they've released um, a Walking Dead kind of VR game, Saints and Sinners. And you walk around New Orleans and you've got to kill all these zombies and stuff. I was... The, I played it for 10 minutes. I've never touched it again in my life. <laughs> Here's me walking around. So get away. Get away. <laughs> I'm so angry with myself that I didn't film when I made you jump when you were wearing the VR because when I was around and I did that, it was the funniest thing. Like, because like Luigi's Mansion or some game we were playing. I should have, yeah, but I, I, I should have filmed. It. it was so funny. So Max had his VR headset on. He was playing the game, and I did what everyone would do, right? Just 
grabbed him by the shoulders and went ah, like that. And so the first funny bit was you, your reaction, because you were legitimately terrified and you went, ah, I screamed like a girl. And that was really funny. But then what made it super funny is you still with the VR headset on, you were like, how are these thing on? You, 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 you were going, actually, that's really dangerous. You shouldn't do that. That's like one of the rules of the VR headset. And started like reciting the health and safety to me with this big thing on your head. It's really funny. Number one, <laughs> you, were re- you were really annoyed. I was so angry. I was so immersed with these really ghosts. And then like, I it's had completely this, out of order, Jesse. I had this trust for you. I had this moment of trust for you. That, you know, like you in the Xbox where you read Ring of Death. It's never coming back. It's no, never it's coming back. That trust is gone for it. <laughs> I should have learned many, many times in the past, but that was the breaking point. <laughs> Oh, it was funny. So yeah, the flood, they sound horrible. They are horrible, and uh, they kept them up throughout the games. They got less scary as it went on, but the first two games, when you're kind of locked in with them, lots of screaming and noises and stuff, it was, it was difficult to pick a kind of scary game creature. I was going to go for the witch from Left 4 Dead as well. I just keep playing with my booth on. Um, I hate my kid. Yeah, I do. Just might keep it. So, but the flood for me did actually terrify me and gave me bad nightmare dreams when I was a little boy. Legit. Legit, bro. Legit. Ow, I'm wearing a ring. So don't do that when you're wearing a ring. That sucks. <laughs> I just hit my finger right on my finger. <laughs> the big dead ghoul is that, ow, my finger. <laughs> Okay, Jesse's number three is... Stripe from the Gremlins, but... Um... Does anyone love who's watching the Jesse's shock of what's coming up? He's, he's watching the screen like, <laughs> what, what's my number three? I can't remember these things. Um, so I've said Stripe because he is sort of my favourite character in the Gremlins because he's so an- anarchic, is that the right word? Um, yeah. Yeah, not anarchaic. Exactly. That's not right, is it? Anarchic. Um, he's just a little punk rock rebel. But I will extend this to all the gremlins that are fed after midnight because I really like the evil gremlins. And I was thinking about Gremlins 2 the other day. Um, do you remember in Gremlins 2, there's one of the evil gremlins that gets like a human brain put into him so he has the ability to talk? Mm-hmm. And he's like this He's like this really well-spoken gremlin. Yes, Drive, he's lovely. Um uh, but this gremlin in Gremlins too, so he looks like that. But he's um, he's like yes, just sort of discussing everything, really matter of factly, whilst he's destroying the world. And uh, and then he sings a beautiful rendition of New York, New York towards the end of the film, which is great. <laughs> um, but Stripe is the leader in the first Gremlins film of all the evil Gremlins. Um, he is identified by his mohawk, which none of the other Gremlins have, and um, he's just a little punk rock pisshead. And I love that about him. Do you remember the bar scene in Gremlins 1? Yes. Insanity. So so my memory of that, watching the film as a kid, it was like, yeah, it's funny because all the Gremlins are like, you know, getting pissed and sort of having a bit of a party. And like, so that's 30 seconds of the film. It's done. I went back and watched the film. It's a good 12 minutes of the film. Just getting smashed in a bar. There's a sort of Tom Waits Gremlin character who's smoking and got a trilby on. There's a sort of tarty, made-up gremlin with a big blonde wig on and big lipstick, and she's like doing strippy dancing. I remember dancing. Her the most, yeah. Yeah, I thought you would. Really? And, um, 
and it's just mental sort of seeing these gremlins have fun but stripe is the um i can see your google imaging on the big I know, screen i know i want to see her oh the how how can we find her what would you type <laughs> gremlin oh, whore <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my personal collection later. <laughs> but Stri- I just like, um, I've always sort of enjoyed punk rock and rambunctious sort of characters and things. And I think Stripe might have been one of the first instances in my childhood where I saw someone who was truly anarchic with no sort of care in the world for any consequence. I think actually my number one choice is kind of that as well. But um, Stripe is certainly just, little mentalist and i love him your number two and number one do explain a lot about your childhood and i associate <laughs> the gremlins most with you as, you as a person yeah i don't know why it's just gremlins and you kind of marry up together quite nicely it's my favorite i think it's it's definitely in my top three christmas films i reckon and i always forget it's a christmas movie until last christmas when i was at mum and dad's and it was on tv and i watched it and i went this is just lovely in christmas but it's not lovely it's horrible but yeah <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I know what you mean. It feels like it should be. But yeah, it is a Christmas film. And um, I like the bit when the girl talks about how her dad died when he was dressed as Santa and um, he was going to come down the chimney to deliver presents dressed as Santa to surprise his family. But he slipped when he was halfway down the chimney, broke his neck and died. And the body was just in the, the body was in the chimney for like days. They were like, we thought dad had left. We didn't know where he was. And that's when, and then so he lit the fire because it's winter and it was like, and that's when we smelt it. <laughs> and it's like, this is such a light-hearted, silly film. And then all of a sudden, she's doing this dark monologue. It's bizarre. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. And then when they're, like, killing the gremlins as well, I, I literally watched Horrified at Christmas. It was, like, one o'clock in the morning, sitting watching gremlins. A lovely day with the family. This has been great. And then, yeah, that happens. It is, yeah. You are gremlins... Everyone's memory of gremlins is a delightful romp. And it's not until you watch it again you realise how savage it truly is. And this is the stuff that parents, uh, not mine, but yours would have, would have uh, just plopped you down in front of. Oh, it'll be fine. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, no siblings, no friends. That was me. Just telly was my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins, the mask. Oh, it all explain so much. Yeah. All of that. Be awful. Um, yeah, Gremlins is a great choice. I'm doing a 31 days of horror movies at the moment, and I, I need to get gremlins in there somewhere and i'm trying to think of a good kind of category that it falls into i've, I've done comedy and i've done holiday related so i'm now i'm a bit stuck 80s 80s there is an 80s category option there you go there's so many good 80s holiday yeah there are. there are so many difficult choices striper's an excellent choice my friend i'm going to go uh number two now not literally right now just going to put my number two on the screen so I've gone for what? Are you shaking Nothing. No, just poo you. Poo joke, Jesse. <laughs> they love it. They the kids love the poo jokes. <laughs> poo piss, all of that. <laughs> so, oh, it's like dried on my neck now. It's cracking. It looks great though. Oh, don't die, go, kids. Go through the pain. So, when I was on Pointless, which I'll be watching in a couple of weeks, they had to make me up in all sorts of stuff. My face was cracking with the amount of foundation they put on me to make me look beautiful. And I do look beautiful, which you'll see in a couple of weeks' time. And he hasn't taken the makeup off since, and it was going to take time to go. <laughs> this is it. It's just for me. So my number two is the only exception to the rule of um, not putting in traditional baddies because I had to put him in because he's 
a personal favorite of mine. It's Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare of Elm Street. Nice. I adore Freddy. He is the funniest character ever. The first time I saw the Freddy Krueger movies was with my ex in Canada. And it was Christmas, and no, it was Halloween, so I'm getting my holidays confused. And we started on the Friday night, and we watched all, all nine Freddy movies from Friday to Sunday. Wow. That's too much Freddy. Didn't you have, like, I don't know, fucking to do or something? <laughs> Is this Only why she's an ex now? Yeah. <laughs> Mike's come here, babe, to stop watching Freddy! See how he kills the sexy teens. Um, yeah, but we sat with like her mum and we and she was like, the Freddy movies are my favourite. I'm like, I've never watched them before. Fine. Guess we won't do any fucking because her mum was like very anti none of that. So she would, you know. That's why I got introduced to like Studio Ghibli. We'd watch like Spirited Away. Had a great movie education. That's brilliant. I love that your movie education has come out of like blue balls. <laughs> Depravity. But then we would get her mum would go to bed and then we'd go have sex. So I kind of just one the best of both worlds. There you go. I remember you actually... No, I'm not going to say it. Carry on. <laughs> wow, he's learning, people. He's learning. <laughs> no, I will. I remember you saying when um, uh, when you were doing something... You were doing something particularly um, intimate with this girl um, and it involved you sort of holding her upside down whilst you were using your mouth in certain ways. And I remember you messaging me sort of going... Um, Oh, I had a moment where I thought I could just drop to my knees and tombstone her right now. <laughs> this is why I shouldn't share. <laughs> you literally <laughs> sent that to me about over 10 years ago and I just logged it. I just remember that. I can't remember, remember what happened cow. yesterday. Doesn't remember my cow. But, uh... <laughs> and then I do like the arm cross and then the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have been perfect. Someone slides in and cats. <laughs> Uh, I used to live a fun life. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Freddy and uh, yeah. ooh, Steve. Steve says the goat end the show now. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining. We appreciate you. Oh, well, Freddy being the goat. Yeah. Freddy is. So now the first one is kind of generally terrifying. The concept of a monster that when you fall asleep, they're able to attack you and kill you in your dreams. That's horrible. Yes, agreed, because there's no defense to it. There's nothing you can do to prevent it because everyone has to sleep. No, exactly. So having that is is just traumatizing. And the backstory of Freddy where he was like a child murderer and all the parents got together and burnt his remains to save their children and then he's attacking the kids of the people that murdered him alive. The fuck is this as a concept of a movie? It's, it's pretty. It's pretty mental. It's, it's weird, isn't it? When things become like so popular and part of pop culture you just accept it and it's not until you break it down like that and think about think about someone writing it before it was a famous thing you think you realize how mental this stuff is do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's it's insane uh the first movie has a young johnny depp and a nice little crop top when he gets murdered and pulled through the bed very uh yes daddy and the first movie's great. There's lots of kind of inventive scares and kills, and it, it's a generally creepy movie. And the concept of Freddy kind of scarred me after that. But then, then you watch more of the movies, and they just get stupider and stupider. Except for, <laughs> and one of my um, Halloween picks was a, a movie sequel. And the greatest horror sequel, in my opinion, is Freddy Free, 
um, something dream, electric dream or something. And it's about these kids in a mental institution who Freddy comes to attack. And the kills are so inventive and crazy. And this is when Freddy's starting to switch to that comedy horror element of himself. And out of the nine movies, in my opinion, there's like three Freddy movies you have to watch. The first one, the third one, and then A New Nightmare, which is this like meta version of Freddy, which came out in 2004, 94, something like that. And it's about the real life actors of the first Freddy Krueger movie being haunted in real life by Freddy in their dreams. So Freddy is now getting retribution for ruining his legacy by killing the actors in the original movie. Ah, that's fun. So good. It's so good. Those three are the best. And then you've got stuff like Freddy versus Jason, which is the most ridiculous shit you could ever see in your life. Um, and then everything else along the way, they just get campier, funnier. And that's sometimes, as you say, tongue in cheek, because uh, a lot of horror movies try and keep that sequel energy going like the saw franchises they just try and keep up the gore porn yeah freddie leans into it just becomes funny and stupid and how can we kill these people in the funniest way and how many one-liners can freddie get in while he does it and to me just freddie is the epitome of halloween and horror and out of all of the michael myers and the jasons and no uh, scream whatever his face is uh freddie is the king of halloween isn't it amazing that the actor Mike Myers had a successful career without changing his name when Michael Myers, the horror character, was so famous? It's true. And he just it's lent crazy. into it. And he was like, he yeah. did. He rolled with it and no one really even cared or got them confused. Huh. <laughs> 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 so the thing about um, Freddy is um, that sort of tells me um, how I am perceived by other people. I uh, went through a phase of desperately looking for sort of stripy jumpers because of I've loved the Beano since I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, I want to look like Dennis the Menace or Minnie the Mix. They all wear like stripy stuff. I want to look like a comic character. This would be awesome. So I bought them and started wearing them and everyone told me I look like Freddy Krueger, <laughs> which isn't <laughs> the look I was going for. <laughs> the four blades on your finger might have, you know. Yeah, the, cra- the, the craggy face of of evil (laughs) his little burn victim and stuff there's a great (laughs) moment in the third where they realize that to stop freddy they can um bury his bones and like do holy water and stuff so put the soul to rest and they do this like janky skeleton fight please i implore everyone if you if you've never seen freddy watch the first one the third one and then a new nightmare you will just be entertained beyond belief it sounds. I've, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen any of them, but I would like to. It sounds right. Like... Yeah, I think you'd love the the Freddy movies. And Matt says he's never watched them either, and it breaks my heart. Was it you or or Matt that put in the WhatsApp group the porn version? Edward, uh, sorry, Freddy Krueger with the dildo fingers. That yeah. was you. Yeah, well yeah. done. That, yeah, that's so... the version you need to watch. Yeah, that's the that's the only true freddy krueger film in my opinion and i feel like i need to watch as well because i i I can say in my life that i've seen every single freddy movie (laughs) except that one it's true missing out missing out do you reckon there's gremlins porn no that wouldn't work carry on uh steve says you can't be friends with him anymore because you've never seen the movie sorry that's not how friends work steve you've got to like you show people things and then you establish bonds and um you become closer, and that's why you're a lonely man. That's how Jesse um, induction, not induction, that's the wrong word. That's how Jesse meets his girlfriends. He, uh... I just 
force pop culture on them or yeah. my my version of pop culture which is different to actual pop culture i think <laughs> here's ren and stimpy here's the fart episode here's wrestling <laughs> the fart episode is beautiful i will Pure defend art. the fart Pure episode art. of ren and stimpy till my dying day it yeah. is that's a christmas um, why are we talking so much about christmas on a halloween episode but uh that's a christmas episode uh, of ren and stimpy the fart one and it's yeah it is art i watched it in the bath a couple of months ago and i was it that was lucky because the bath shrouded my tears <laughs> okay are you ready to do your number one then it's my number one and then we're out of here kids yeah my number one feels pathetic now <laughs> after freddy krueger but that was my number two i haven't got to my number one yet oh yeah yeah i know yeah who knows what your number one will be You'll be very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah. So Cromie will enjoy um, will enjoy my number one, I think, but no one else will care. There we go. I don't. I'm struggling to remember what your number one is. So. My number one is the main protagonist of the original Power Rangers movie. His name is Ivan Ooze. Now he is a fantastic villain because he has that sort of Disney quality to him that where like you can be evil but you could be funny as well and as a kid it's the first time i saw an evil monster with a bit of like wit about him like i really like that he's been um encased in this snotty purple egg for a thousand years and he was actually encased by the original power rangers because power rangers thing goes back thousands of years just chosen teenagers doing their shit and um the egg yeah, there you go. So the egg gets open. So do you remember the original Power Rangers film before I get to the... No, I'm going to need uh, a synopsis. We have I, to have a watch. I watched we, it, but I need a rundown again. We need to watch it together um, at some point because it's one of those films that, like, it's so bad, it's good. Do you know what I mean? It's just great. Just so cheesy, and but funny. And, ah, uh, yeah, we have to watch the original Power Rangers why together. Do, why do we not watch classic movies together? Why do we just watch the utter shit that exists in the world. <laughs> we do, don't we? It's just Adam Sandler films on repeat and Santa's sleigh and now um, Power Rangers as well. <laughs> and but that's all right. I'm happy with that. Um, but so Ivan Ooze is freed from this egg um, and he's just the most dominant bad guy ever. He takes over um, Angel Grove, which is the town where they all live, which again, that's, that's not that dominant really. I mean, it's hardly world domination, just taking over this tiny little... I assume <laughs> California. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he um, he makes this snotty ooze that he gives to kids and it makes all the adults, all the parents, sort of his cult, like they're all brainwashed and they do his bidding. But he's a sassy, evil, snotty, funny monster man. And I just like... I just like... He's the first... You know how I was quite an evil child? Like, I always was evil drawn to towards... evil adult, yeah. Yeah, I was always drawn to the evil stuff. And, like, I think I showed you... You and Matt, I posted in the WhatsApp group, didn't I? My mum found a um, drawing I'd done when I was a child, and it was, like, blueprints of an evil hideout <laughs> that I'd made. <laughs> like, as an eight-year-old kid, who does that? Just made my evil hideout. Here's my murder layer. There was a lot of fire involved. There was a pure fire room, if I remember correctly. There was a fire room. That's where I throw the heroes that try and thwart me. I just don't understand how you can consistently keep a fire room (laughs) going. 
It was only a blueprint, Max. I mean, we have to speak to the archaeologist <laughs> to like, work out how this is actually done. The architect practice. or the archaeologist? No, the architect. That's what I meant. You see, I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm a blueprint maker, okay? It's other people deal with that. <laughs> Max has hired these archaeologists to build the uh, evil lair. Uh, <laughs> the archaeologists are like, why have you hired me? Why am I here? Like, what can I dinosaur boat. <laughs> Throw them in the fire! <laughs> we haven't built it yet. <laughs> you build it once you've built it. I'm throwing your ass in there. Um, so, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Ivan Ooze is sassy. My favourite thing that he says is, because so he is the first person as well to fuck up Zordon. You remember Zordon, remember Zordon, the big face in the thing. So um, Ivan Ooze breaks in and fucking blows up the whole place. That's never happened in Power Rangers before. And it's like, oh, my God, he's destroying the place. And as he's doing that, oh, Ivan Ooze is going through everything he missed in the last thousand years and how annoyed he is at them. So he's like, all oh, the things I've missed, the Black Plague, and then blows up a bit. And he's like, the Spanish Inquisition, then blows up another bit. And then the thing the thing that really bugs him that he missed in the thousand years, he goes, the Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> I think that is one of the best written lines in any film ever. A man that has been trapped for a thousand years missed the Brady Bunch reunion. It's brilliant. I love it. Uh so many questions. First of all, Con yeah. is right. He uh, he does love uh, Ivan Ooze. And Ivan Ooze. He's fantastic. Who wouldn't know that description? And I looked into this actor. He's a British actor, right? Because obviously you need a British accent on any bad guy in any American film. And um, he... I looked into this actor and he's done fuck all since... Like, like Ivan Ooze he was peaked. his song. If you peak, that's it. Yeah, with the exception of Hot Fuzz. He was like Policeman B. <laughs> not fuzz like this really small role just one of the coppers when simon Pegg first goes to the little town and it's like what a random role for him to do and other than that he's done barely anything for him to take up do you reckon he was uncertain he was going for like simon Pegg and nick frost and everyone else no, i was i was ivan I was ivan ooze yeah you may not recognize me now but Imagine this purple, eh? <laughs> Hating teenagers. Oh, <laughs> what a peak that was. <laughs> so I really do not remember the Power Rangers movie. Um, how does he become awoken again? Or woke or whatever the kids are saying? Um, he's opened by... Um, oh, God, what's her name? The main, the bad girl, baddie from the first... Um, from the first series of Power Rangers. Um Oh, uh, in the comments, people. I know, I can't remember, but she's like an evil witch. Um, her and Lord Zed are the two main baddies in the TV series. So they open it. They open it because they're like, oh, we need this new baddie um, to take on the Power Rangers. But Ivan Ooze comes out and he's way more powerful than them. And he fucks them up. He puts them in a snow globe. More Christmas theme. Weird. Um, so he traps <laughs> them both in a... <laughs> so he traps them both in a snow globe. So they're not baddies in the film at all. So Ivan Ooze is like immediately more anarchy, right? Like he's immediately out of control as soon as he's released from the egg and just takes matters into his own hands. He's brilliant. He's punk rock as well, I think, like um, Stripe. He's the same sort of energy. So you want you want punk rock baddies, you want punk rock monsters who have got that kind of... Yeah, yeah just no, no regard for... Like, they don't... I don't like it when they have um, well-thought-out plans. I just prefer it when they want to destroy everything and they don't care if like other baddies get killed they just want to cause pain 
I like that. I want, I want no motivation. <laughs> I just want pain and suffering. That's that's all I want from my monsters. I think that's yeah. fair. Well, I think will... that's like yeah, that's the ultimate. Like the Joker, right, in Batman or whatever. Like, how do you defeat someone who has no motive? Do you know what I mean? He's just doing it because he's legitimately insane. I love that. It says so much about you. Jesse's the kind of person. This is no joke. He will root for the for the villain in every single movie. Yeah, and it, it it's it's unnerving but respectful. So I recently watched Cobra Kai, right? I know I've been going on about this a lot to you and you're sick to death of it. So Max hasn't watched Cobra Kai yet. And I think everyone in the world, do you remember when Breaking Bad first came out and everyone was like, oh, go to watch Breaking Bad, it's awesome. And, and, and it is, but everyone who hadn't watched it, it was like, just shut the fuck up, man. Like, I'll get to it in my own time. That's what I'm like with Max at the moment. I'm like, watch Cobra Kai, watch Cobra Kai. And, and Max- And he'll forget like, about it. Cause he did this when the last dance came out, the, the basketball documentary. How did, I mean, how, 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 all the time. And then, we were thinking about Cobra Kai. And I was like, Jesse, this is exactly what you did with The Last Dance. You went, what's The Last Dance? <laughs> I've forgotten what it is. I thought it was... Um... So there's a, there's a documentary or like a DVD of... Have you ever heard of The Band? They were a band called The Band. They're from the 70s. They were, Bob, they were Bob Dylan's back in band and loads of people. They're like one of the best bands ever. Um, they did a DVD of their last gig and it's called The Last Waltz. And it's got loads of guests on. It's an amazing DVD. I genuinely thought you were talking about that for ages. <laughs> when you were talking about the I don't last time, like, yeah, exactly. I don't remember any of the band hitting any slam dunks. That is, uh, <laughs> it ended up, yeah, being the last dance. I completely forgot that's what it was called. But anyway, the reason I bring up Cobra Kai is because that is sort of so. How I watched Karate Kid when I was a kid, I was rooting for the guy in the black, right? I was rooting for the blonde kid, yeah, and. Um, turns out that when you watch Cobra Kai, it kind of does that. The main character and the good guy is that same character. So that made me happy. You don't have a lot of uh, movies where the bad guy wins. So I'm happy you have that. I'm happy you have that in your life. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. They don't win. But for that sort of hour and 45 minutes or whatever, I'm with them. In his heart. Who was your Power Ranger? We've never discussed this. Who was your colour? Well, I feel um, a bit mainstream when we talk about this because I always loved the Green Ranger. And now, as a, who actually wasn't in it that long, and then they rebranded him to the White Ranger. Um, but it was still Tommy. It was the same guy. Um, and I feel... Come on. But he's like the main one, right? And I hate choosing the main one. But I didn't choose him because it was the main one. I chose him because green is my colour. I just and If there's a green option of anything, I will be green. Just whether it's like, you know, Slytherin in Harry Potter or you what? Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. Slytherin in Harry Potter or um, I like, I'm a big fan of Digimon. So I always go for the cat with the, um, with the green Digivice. It, I just like green shit. Don't know why. Um, and so I, I went for the Green Ranger. Always liked him. I was what the about Black you? Ranger. Were you? Why? <laughs> so I sent you that thing. The, so the Black Ranger... Um, has um, a missing finger. What? I told you this. I told, <laughs> My phone won't do facial recognition because of my makeup. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> my um, phone, by the way, has a terrible thing. If it if it's slightly dark, it will just shine really bright white light and you don't need that when you're in the dark no. oh yeah no mine does oh. the same thing yeah 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 not only do i wake myself like does it blind me but anyone else that i happen to be in a bed with at the time <laughs> will also like what the fuck <laughs> jesus um, no 
It's a good way to work out if you've bedded a witch because they'll just turn into dust if it's too bright. Um, but the um, I've lost my train of thought now. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, the Black Ranger um, has um, he's missing like half of his yes, ring finger. I remember now. I remember yeah. now. Yeah, and uh, it was only. And when it's you one... point... Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things you don't notice, and then once you've been told, it's all you can see every time he's on screen. Like Tony Head with his gimpy little hand that he oh. keeps hidden. Just about to say, um, Jow yeah. is from Breath of the Vampire Slayer. If anyone's yeah. familiar with the actor, apparently he has a gimp. Not like full Jeremy Beadle. I've had a look. It's just a little bit. <laughs> it's a little bit withered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, but it's amazing. Through his whole career, anything he's in, he's always hiding it just effortlessly. It's a real skill. Proper actor, right there. Proper actor. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Ivan Ooze. Great, great choice as a number one, Jesse. Uh, we'll watch. We'll watch the Power Rangers film together next time we you. hang out. You'll love thank it. You. I promise. I know you saw it as a kid, but watching it as an adult, you'll love it. It'll be great because it'll be like memories coming back to me, and I'll be you know experiencing it all again. So I fully support. Uh, my number one, you're not going to appreciate. So <laughs> sit, 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 there, sit there bored uh, for for ten minutes. But the reason I put it as my number one is because this is a genuine fear in my life, and then someone made an episode. 17 years later on my genuine life fear and I will never forgive them and it's the weeping angels from Doctor Who I was traumatized as a kid by any form of statue stone figure or anything like that in my garden as a kid we used to have these like little cherub things which were about yay high if anyone can see it but they were two foot tall they used to sit outside my window and second story I could look down and see them we had to get rid of them because they just terrified me so much that I thought they were going to come alive and come up the stairs and kill me. So we had to give them to my grandparents. Whenever <laughs> I see... You made your parents get rid of them? Yeah, I made them get rid of them. I, just, I didn't sleep for weeks. No wonder they hate you. <laughs> I was terrified of them. And then <laughs> I can't walk past statues and anything like this and figurines. Genuinely terrifying me. It's, it's a fear I have. I got into Doctor Who and I was watching it. And then some prick decides to make an episode about these stone angels that are perfectly still while you're looking at them, but they move when you blink or you turn around. That, that was great for me. That was great for my mental psyche. Thank you for whoever, whoever did that. It's great. You know what? I'm not a Doctor Who fan at all, but I, I did watch this episode. I just happened to see it on telly when it was broadcast, and I remember it. And how did you feel? Uh, I, I think I, I, I'm sort of with you. I agree. It's a cool idea for um, for a bad guy. It's, it's again, it's like Freddy Krueger. I'm seeing your psyche now because what you don't like, you don't like the idea of of something that it's it's impossible to prevent, right? Yeah, no control There's over it. No control at all. Yeah, it's exactly that. So that's obviously your hang up, and you should probably go see a therapist. <laughs> seen many Jesse so, so many but it, it's that it, it is that terrifying aspect and they did other episodes on it as well and there's the whole like if you keep looking at them it's fine but everyone's going to blink eventually everyone's going to close their eyes and there's so many terrifying episodes that does this there's a great one that they did with Matt Smith I think Matt Smith kind of owned the Weeping Angels and introduced Pretender but Matt Smith made it better and there was this spaceship with the 
and uh, I can't go into the full details because I'll freak myself out, but just go and watch it. It's the Byzantium episode where they kind of get on the abandoned spaceship and it comes through the TV. That's another thing they did. They figured out it could come through screens. That was helpful for me. Um, <laughs> I didn't loved know that. It. I didn't know loved that. It. But there's some great episodes with the Angels, and they did a poll of like what are the scariest Doctor Who villains, and Daleks win every single time whenever they do this poll. But when they did this, in, I think it was like 2017, Weeping Angels took like 60% of the votes. Everyone was like, nah, fuck them, they're, they're the worst. Because um, the thing with Doctor Who, and it's a BBC production, some of the monsters, they just come, Cybermen, the Silence, they do come across a bit hokey in guys in costumes. But the Weeping Angels were literally statues that kind of moved and in a very scary way. So for me, uh, traumatized. And... Do you want to hear a fun story of when I met a weeping angel, Jesse? Yes, yes, I do. So for my birthday, my parents thought it would be a great gift, and it was a great gift, I very much appreciate it, to take me to the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff, which is like this big museum where they film it down the road, and you got to go on this experience where you got to like drive the TARDIS, and you got to like go on this little adventure. One part of the adventure is you land, and you've got to walk through the Valley of the Angels. Not fucking cool. <laughs> so I am a grown-ass 25-year-old man at this point with my father walking around, and I have to go in, and there's this voice I go, Sir, the angels are nearby. And I just go, no, 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 no. And my dad, and there's the loving, caring man that he is, gets this He's grin not. on his face of, and proceeds to scare the shit out of me for the next five minutes as we walk through these life-size angels from this TV show that I'm terrified of. And at any given moment, he decides to just poke me or jab me or jump out from behind from one of them. And uh, that's why I'm not going to care for him in his old age and leave him on a roundabout. He's so disappointed in you, just as a human. <laughs> he, he knew that they were there and he's like, all right, let's, let's get him on his birthday. But that was just the worst experience of my life. They, the museum afterwards was great, but to have to walk through your fear, like I'm never going to go to sleep and see Freddy Krueger, but to, to live through that is um, traumatizing. Uh, yeah. Max, how do you feel about the gnomes in the original Goosebumps? Again, horrible. Horrible. <clears throat> I know, yeah. The, the TV series Goosebumps was pretty good, wasn't it? I need to watch that again. I used to have them on audiobooks a lot when I was a kid. And listen to that again. This probably explains a lot about my psyche as well. I would listen because you know how I have to have some it on when I go to sleep all the time. I can't sleep yeah. in silence because that's when the demons, that's when the thoughts Are appear. <laughs> um, so I listen to audiobooks a lot when I'm going to sleep. And as a kid, I used to listen to the Goosebumps audiobooks all the time. There's this like creepy old man. So it, <laughs> it doesn't shock me. Like, that's Jesse's house. I, need, uh, I've t- I think I've told the story before, but we've begun to sleep and like, just need to put some music on so I can go to sleep. I'm like, that's cool, man. I don't expect like whale music or Norwegian pipe dream or something. And then he just put some Marilyn Manson. <laughs> rebel, rebel, bitch, rebel, bitch, rebel, 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 body, body, sex, 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 and don't forget the violence. Blah, blah, blah. And then I look over and I just see. It was, it's, it's corrupt. It's completely ruined my life. I can't sleep like, serious noise right so i've listened recently it's been driving bobby mental um to get me to sleep i've been listening to um the ricky gervais podcasts from years ago which are great they're really funny carl bilkerton's amazing um but ricky gervais's laugh um cuts through like 
the atmosphere like a hot <laughs> knife through yeah, butter, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So when Carl Bilkerton in his sort of monotonal voice will say something and then Ricky's laugh will just whoosh like that. And because I'm used to like, because I listen to Marilyn Manson and stuff like that when I was, I'm just all tucked up and asleep and Bob's every time he laughs. <laughs> just waking her up, it's funny. Me and her are going to be in our group therapy together and that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, no, Goosebumps. Crummy, you're right, the uh, the gnomes terrified me, but also there was the ventriloquist dummy episode and uh, and the book as well. And then they made yeah. the episode on it. That scared the shit out of me as well. There's loads of good ones. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember the shrunken head? Shrunken in, head, um, great. Yeah, episode. that was a good one. Um, the first ever Goosebumps book was called Say Cheese and Die, yes, which I, I always it. thought... Yeah, I always thought that was a really cool concept. So um, one thing you'll notice from Goosebumps books, they are kids' books at the end of the day. Um, no one actually dies in any of the Goosebumps books ever. But um, say cheese and die, they find this old camera, and when they take a picture of someone, it's the it's like the area that they've taken the picture of, but the people in it will be like horrifically injured in the photo. Yeah. And it, it, it's a bit Final Destination, isn't it? And it's sort of, it's predicting what's about to happen and then they're going to get horrifically hurt. But that was quite, I remember even as a kid thinking, oh, I want my camera. <laughs> that's a cool, that's a cool. I want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> I had another Goosebumps book. I don't know what it was called. I think it was like Invasion of the Egg People or some crap like that. Uh, and you could scratch it and it'd smell like rotten eggs. I'd like a scratch and sniff cover. Are you sure that was what was supposed to happen? Or was it just a stinky old book? I got thrown eggs. I took my walk <laughs> home with the books. Sniff this book, kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, Goosebumps was great. And I'm, I'm sad it's kind of become this like campy Jack Black thing because the TV show and the books were like generally terrifying. Yeah. God, I kind of want to reread the books. Like, I don't know if yeah. they still hold up, but I kind of want to reread them. I sort of, I went through a, as you know, I do, I sort of start eBaying things and stuff. And I've had, but people who are selling the complete Goosebumps books, um, like the collection is worth a lot now. Like, yeah. I'm sure you could probably buy reprints and stuff, but the original ones are worth a lot. Sad days that we got rid of them. Sad days. So that's our top five. Let's run down very quickly. Jesse, at number five, you had. Uh, the gentleman from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's very good at remembering stuff, he is. Uh, number four, I had the Flood from Halo. Then I had... Um, oh, Stripe from Gremlins. Uh, number two, Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street. All nine classics. Mwah. Booty. Then um, number one, I had Ivan Ooze from the original Power Rangers film. Not to be confused with any reboots that have happened in the last few years. Different. No, sir. No, sir. My number one was The Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Please, for the love of God, don't take me near a cemetery or buy me one for my birthday. Would So that's... That. What about other statues? Are you all right with statues now? No. Like... No. Never okay. <laughs> no statues. <What>? <laughs> Never <laughs> okay. Whenever I go... What? To... What if you what if you go to like because a lot of football stadiums have like famous players from the past like statues of them outside where you just freak the fuck out. <laughs> 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 out. <laughs> George Best is gonna kill me. <laughs> I'd probably be okay with George Best. It's like angels and that kind of stuff. When I go to like castles and they have those like wax figurines that look kind of real but not real and they're gonna come alive at any second and kill me. And- in the room you know this is this is valuable information you've given me to make your life miserable in the future yeah yeah i enjoy sharing i enjoy sharing 
Unlucky. <laughs> what are your fears? Do you have any fears in your life? No. Um, He's not going to share now, is he? <laughs> birds inside. Birds not women, inside. not women, like actual <laughs> birds, like with wings. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right with like pigeons, for example. I'm all right with pigeons when they're outside. Um, but as soon as one's in a house or like in a room that I'm in, I'll freak the fuck out, son. That's not right. Guess what I'm doing when I come to your house. Not good. So Don't... do you remember the flat? <laughs> so do you remember the flat I used to live in um, that had a skylight in the um, bedroom? Yeah. So when it was too hot, you'd have to open it in the night because it was baking, and it was right under a subway. So like that plus all the heat from the flats below you, it got fucking hot. Um, so I opened that, and pigeons would sort of sleep on the top. And one night, um, uh, about six in the morning, a pigeon had obviously fallen asleep and fallen in through the skylight onto my bed, right? Six, <laughs> best alarm clock in the world. But the pigeon lands and goes, starts flapping around. I wake up and go, like properly scream like a girl. And I realised what sort of a man I am, right? So first thing I do is I look at Bobby and go, oh, fucking hell. Then I push Bobby towards the pigeon. I jump <laughs> out of bed, run out the room, close the door behind me, and hold the handle shut. <laughs> so that she's in there, and I'm outside, and I just fucking get rid of it. And eventually, because the thing is, it falls in, but pigeons don't fly directly up. So it's really difficult to um, get up. And it's so eventually he i remember it was quite bad because he landed on um my swingy light bulb yeah and he was swinging and smashing his head on the ceiling with every swing which was horrible but eventually eventually we managed to get him out but that was like i've never been so scared as a pigeon just flying around my little bedroom when i was in there it was horrible yeah i was gonna say that would be traumatizing you would have hated uh if you stayed at my house in twilling more because we had the big fireplace with the the chimney and birds always used to fly down you'd oh, open man. the fireplace and they'd fly out into that big living room that we had and you try and get those little bastards out and they're quick they're quick yeah when my mum lived in wales um with my stepdad they had a lovely big house in wales but um something that had been that was missed out i guess on the estate agent form is that um bats find their way into this house um and that's fucking scary. Can you imagine, like, sort of going up to the hall and there's a bat who... So, you know, people go on about bats, how clever they are, because they can't see very well, but they do the sonar, and so they, they fly perfectly because they know where everything is. It's a fucking lie. They're idiots. It's not true, because they're, they're in this hall, and they're just bang, they're banging into everything, like all the walls and stuff. My poor mum, so she used to... Roy used to work night shifts at the uni, so she'd be home alone at night and would hear, like just upstairs and it'd be like what's that and then she'd go up and this fucking bat would just be sort of on the floor just bashing into the wall it's like oh fucking hell like terrifying right like what do you do so she'd just like lock herself in in her bedroom until Roy got home for hours but perfectly rational i was expecting you to say like the dark or clowns or something normal pigeons no i've got nothing so, no one's yeah. No one's scared of the dark, and no one's scared of clowns. It's just something they say because they want to be different. Statues and pigeons. Me and Jesse, we can't. London for us is a nightmare. Like hanging out in London, <laughs> we just can't do it. Trafalgar Square, sh- shit ourselves. I kicked a pigeon up the arse once. 
and I didn't mean to, but you know when like a pigeon's in your way and you sort of go to kick and they fly off, they get yeah. out of the way. You never actually touch them. You just get them out your way. This one was a bit slow and just didn't move. So I sort of mined this kick, but actually connected with it and booted it so hard that it went into the air, then sort of caught itself in the air and then flew off. And it was in Cheltenham High Street. And it was one of those things where I'd done it by accident. But you know when you do something and just everyone around you just goes... <laughs> like, like stops and just stares at you. And they must have thought I was a right little thug. But it's, it was an accident. But quite impressive, I think, to kick a pigeon. Yeah, you know, own it, Jesse. Own, own yeah, your impression. Uh, so this, this wig is really fucking tight on my massive head. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to... <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna take it off, and your head's gonna be like, it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be the same shape as this. <laughs> Fill this. My God, it's so tight, but like I can't take it off until the show ends because performance, darlings. <laughs> so that is our top five monsters. I I've missed us. I hope yeah, to do we're it back. Soon. We're back. That's good. We're going to do it uh, more full time again. Thank you for joining and listening. And we hope you have a very happy Halloween. It's the most very special time of year for me. It's my favorite holiday. It's the most important holiday. So please go out and enjoy the revelry of uh, Hallow's Eve and all that good shit. Jesse, you still look like shit, but it's been a pleasure talking to you for the past hour. It's been nice. I haven't heard your voice properly in ages, so it's been lovely. We send e- we send each other voice clips every now and again, but we're normally like just being characters or doing impressions of things. So I haven't actually heard your proper voice for a while. It's been nice. <laughs> no actual talking or anything like that. Oh, oh look at it. It's all right. Oh, it's starting to peel. Peely yeah. blood. <laughs> My neck wound is peeling. So I must <laughs> leave everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back in a week, two weeks' time. We haven't decided yet. And we'll bring you a brand new episode. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Max Curtin. His name is Jesse Benz. We love you dearly. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.